So on the flip side, you know, this is very interesting um, about how married parents affect a child, right? And this is what I actually kind of don't believe here, but I want to bring it to light. Um, and I'm getting this from off of Google from the Institute for Family Studies. Uh, children and married parent families have access to higher levels of income and assets, uh, more involvement by fathers. I don't agree with that. I think it depends on maybe the state you're in. So maybe the state is more father, more geared towards fathers or, you know, again, more geared towards mothers. So you may have involvement by either of the parents. Um, better physical and mental health among both parents, more family stability and other factors. I do see the more family stability as you, as children can really experience that, hey, your family is together. It's stable. You, re you, you can recognize that. Whereas if you're divorced, maybe not so much. Hello and welcome to Leashed Dads podcast. That is Justin. That's J Jared. Almost we are stumbled. two leashed fathers that get together to discuss our everyday lives while chained to our parental responsibilities. And tonight we are discussing the difference, not only the difference because it's pretty obvious, but the way divorce and or, you know, parents continuing to stay married affects the children's life growing up uh, because Justin is a married parent's band camp and I am a divorced parents band camp and we're going to compare notes as well as uh, experiences we've had in the past for friends family and such but until we get to that how has your week been Justin oh my week let's see here from compared to last week it's been a little bit chaotic I'm still trying to get used to the shift of working Monday through Thursday and having off on Friday, I now only work four days. Now, the, the catch is here as well. I also will work every third Friday or Saturday for like about five hours. Um, so basically what happened is on the third of every, every the third week of every month, basically. I my team or department will be open um for patients not bad right monday through thursday yeah, we're that, working all no. the time but then we're open for five hours on like friday or saturday depending on the month it all the month if it's even months or like february april october right two four six eight ten twelve we're open on saturdays the third month of the saturday or saturday of third third saturday of the month Hell, I can't yeah. speak now. Damn it. Um, and then the odd num odd months were open on the Fridays. The third month or third Friday of every month. So it, it'll be nice. Uh, but it's a change because I'm not used to actually taking Friday off or having a Friday off unless I were to take off for it. Um, but we'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out in the end. Just means I get to do some more things and have a longer weekend. And it, so it's been a shift. Um, I've been going to school due to my job. <laughs> Want to say hi, little boy? 
Hi. That's my Hola. Little... One second. Well, that's interesting. You have to go to school to do your job. I thought it was uh, kind of a come-as-you-are sort of thing. No, it it is. It is. The schooling is training, or schooling is called training. Um, earlier today, I got not scolded, but corrected in front of a patient. Oh. Because I had asked the patient how he was doing or how they were doing, and... You know, he said he was, you know, he said it was good. His day was going well. And then he'd asked me, um, you know, how I was, how my day was. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> I got done with training and <laughs> came back down here. <laughs> and then my supervisor's like, schooling. It's schooling. Because technically I'm learning about, I am being trained, but being schooled on our systems and everything. I'm going through a learning process and classes for. Oh, right? so just the basics then? Yeah. Yeah, basics of how to how to use our systems and whatnot, and it's like a two week school, two week course. But yeah. needless to say, that's been going well. Um, I feel, and I've shared this with some other people as well, uh, that my vital my vitality has been renewed. So I'm feeling more alive again. Uh, it's coming. It's my life is coming back together rather than what it was when I was down in my basement for 24 hours, seven days a week, or just stuck in four walls for 24 hours, you know, um, in one, one setting rather than getting up, getting out of the house. Right. Uh, so it's good to be there. It's good to socialize with people. Uh, now, Sometimes I think my supervisor might be convinced I'm more alive again or feeling more alive because I'm surrounded by girls at my job. Like the only other guy is my dentist or the dentist. I am the only male de- dental assistant. I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I could see how someone. Could I, I will. Conclusion. I will probably receive a lot of crap for it. But again, you know, trying to break that barrier of it, dental assisting is not a female thing only anymore. Right. I mean, look, I mean, right. I, shit, I'm the only guy. Well, I was the only guy in my type of work at at an agency, but nothing wrong with it. No, I'm not saying there is anything wrong with it. It's just yeah. breaking the breaking down those barriers one one person at a time. Um, other than that, the rest of the week was pretty good. Uh, again, Monday worked um, yesterday. Yesterday worked and today worked and had a finally had a meeting with our team. Uh, it's unfortunate because tomorrow or Thursday from the time we're recording this. So the 20 or 10, 26, uh, my team would have actually f- completed going, uh, to terror on the Fox, a haunted house. Um, unfortunately I don't get to go due to, uh, you know, family things. Wife oh. has to work. No children to don't have somebody to watch them and whatnot so it is what it is maybe next year with uh better planning or just knowing schedules ahead of time so not a big deal but that's my week i'm excited that it's been my schooling is going well um i finally got to uh, talk to some patients bring them to the chairs so i'm slowly getting into working with patients i'm only at i'm only at the point of hey doctor this is so and so they're here for a retainer check 
he'll t- and then the doctor will take a look in the mouth, look at the retainers, make sure not you know their teeth are lining up or shifting the way it needs or staying the way it's been since that's what a retainer's for. Um, as I know, I've had them in the past. I should still be wearing a retainer every night, uh, but my retainer is basically destroyed because of my bruxism or grinding of the teeth. Um, so yeah, I mean that's where it's at Your there. Mouth guard. I've tried to get a mouth guard, but I'm not willing to spend the three hundred dollars through. Oh, shit! Like, not not willing to spend a bulky chunk of money for a bulky item that I'd wear at night. Now the d- thing is here, I might actually revisit that idea after my probation here with my company because I get free dental care. <laughs> Yeah, as a perk. So I might revisit that and be like, hey, what can we do for a mouth guard for me? I was on uh, basically a clear retainer, like clear line retainer, or people will know it as Invisalign. Uh, but Invisalign is technically, a you know, is the brand name, but the product itself is a clear line retainer. Um, just for clarification out there, because, you know, you've got like Coke or um, RC Cola. Right, Coca Cola yeah, is right. a well yeah. known yep. brand for Coke or Kleenex that, versus you know yeah Kleenex versus, versus facial tissue. The product yeah. itself is fa- the facial tissue, but Kleenex is the brand name. But people call it Kleenex no matter where you go. Um, but yeah, so needless to say, maybe I can see about getting a bulkier thing through my team and whatnot. Um, we'll see. But that's that. What about you? It sounds like you've had a busy night so far since I wasn't able to get a hold of you earlier. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was it was good. We'll get into that later. Uh, but first, we went to the pumpkin farm on Sunday. Uh, we are a big fan of Spikers. If that's how I'm saying it right, on 57, Wisconsin, Random Lake. Awesome prices, even better pumpkins. Uh, I We've been going there for years, and I just, I will keep going. So, uh, free, you know, free pumpkin, pumpkin wagon, wagon rides. They're free to get pumpkins. You go in there, you get, you go in the field, you pick your pumpkin and you pay for it and you're out of there. Uh, corn maze was actually fun. I'm normally not a fan, but this one was doable and, uh, my anxiety didn't get too bad. So, um, grandma, my in-laws joined, which was really fun. The kids were really excited about that uh you know other than that just constantly working of course uh unlocking jarred potential has a bunch of new videos up and i will put a link in the description check it out uh, a little bit of personal content for me to boost your positivity throughout your day uh, i have a lot it. of shorts up now but i will be whenever i find the damn time i will be uploading more longer videos uh, to help you out with your positivity needs. Yay. Uh, and then tonight I was at a 60th anniversary for my company and I had a blast. I did a little bit of friendly gambling with like fake money and just saw a bunch of people I haven't seen in a long time. And just, it was, it was fantastic. I normally don't really care for those types of things, but, uh, we did a lot of, the company did a lot of good things for the employees tonight, and I really appreciate it. So, was it just employees uh, that were able to go, or were that you were able to bring families too? 
we had current employees. We had, you know, retirees. We had uh, carriers. We, you know, so it was, and you could have had your, I think you were allowed a guest, so you could have brought a wife or, but the, it, it started at noon. So it oh, wow. be kind of hard to bring a spouse and, and especially for stuff like the all because a lot of the afternoon was like team building and oh, uh, collaboration okay. and discussions about the company, which who, who what other significant other want to sit through that? Yeah, no, that's fair. I <laughs> didn't know that it started at noon or midday. Yeah, no, it's been a long freaking day. I was was on the road at quarter after six, and I just got home around quarter to nine. So uh, I'm I'm on edge, but I am happy to be with you all. And Justin has left the building, folks. Uh, but uh, you know, on a more positive note, um, I do like spending time with coworkers outside of the office. And just uh, shooting the shit, having fun, having a few beverages, gambling, and just bonding over that. So it's it was it was a good time, good time, good. And that's uh, good. Justin is back. He's a little quiet, but he's back. Um, proud daddy moments. I'll start while he figures out his schniz. Hopefully, the girls, the girls's memory and ability to have a conversation is improving, which for someone who likes to talk and have conversations, uh, it's a breath of fresh air. And uh, what's really interesting is testing out their memory too, like asking simple questions. What did you have for lunch? Uh, You know, did you read a book in school today? Uh, And if so, try to tell me what book kind of thing. And before Eleanor, you know, before, like, I want to say a week or two ago, she didn't really have an answer for half the shit I asked her, but her answers are starting to get a lot more consistent and with a lot more detail. So I am a proud daddy there that she's starting to develop her memory a little bit more and be able to communicate uh, certain events in her day. Well, that's... Are you back now? Uh... Close up cam again, I guess. <laughs> Extreme close up! Woo! Close up! Yeah, fuck this shit. Um, so, yeah, proud daddy moment here. Um, maybe this was maybe this was a week ago. I don't remember, but you know, because things are kind of coming together here, I guess. And um, trunk or treated with the kids. So we went to, kind of went to my uh, one of my kids early. Um, no, went to his school, and in their in the background they had or in their parking lot, they had uh, trucks or vehicles parked in the in the parking lot, and we did some trunk or treating. Uh, the kids had a blast, which is actually great, and they actually did it very very well, um, and it was fun because it. Heck, we even ran into some people that, like, my children know. Um, oh, nice. Like, yeah, surprisingly enough, right? So, it was a good time there, um, but they're behaving. We'll say beha- we'll just say behaving. They're doing a hell of a lot better when it comes to behaving. Um, now, they, they still like to have fun, but, you know, it is what it is. So, 
that's that in regards to proud daddy moments. So hopefully, you know, you can enjoy that. <laughs> awesome. 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 I hate this close up, by the way. Close up sucks. Just letting you know. Yeah, for those of you who do not watch, he is doing his extreme close-up again because his mic is disconnected. And fun fact, you can't reconnect your mic during a recording session. It doesn't work. So Nope, it's stupid. Gonna... That's why I hate this. I'm going to have to figure you know, how not to mess up and pull out my cord, apparently. Or just sit still the entire time. Oh my god, sitting still. I can't go up and down anymore. I wish I could zoom out. Without losing, you know. Yeah, this works. No, I don't like that. Can you still hear me, motherfucker? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I have to kind of raise my voice. I feel like I'm yelling, and then, you know, I feel intoxicated for doing it. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm slightly tipsy. Or intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on! <laughs> <laughs> Folks, apple cider and <laughs> apple cider and vodka is good for you. It brings out the Russian. We'll check into the accuracy and whether or not apple Just kidding. cider is it's Russian. Not true. But don't uh, believe that. <laughs> but Jared's uh, doing anyway, a, fact, a fact check, and that's just not right. We are going to continue our serious discussion. Uh, for those who did not tune in last week, I highly recommend checking out the video regarding remote dads, but not by choice. The tough parenting choices video. Uh, it was a good safe space that we had going on there and it went a little long, but that's what happens when you have passion and there's a good space full, uh, you know, free of judgment and everything that, you you know, us guys just kind of bonded and uh, really connected there for a good hour and 20 minutes. So, uh, again, check it out. Very emotional. But tonight we are going to get into something that is near and dear to my heart and something that has confused me since I was uh, very little. Uh, you know, divorce uh, versus married parents. This is going to get very emotional again. Two weeks in a row, folks, we're going to probably have an emotional topic. But, you know, that's yeah. not a bad thing by any means. Um, no. Because it means we're actually hitting uh, two and true. We're being able to use our relatable stories for folks out there as well. And that's actually something that I hope makes you feel connected to us uh, yes. in the, in those ways, or you can find something that with our stories, you're able to relate some way or another. Um, so if it's not through something like that, you know, something that we've done in the past, maybe it's through some of these more recent episodes, like the remote parenting, uh, but not by choice or by choice. Cause we did share my story a little bit with the, Parenting remotely by choice due to some not so good circumstances. Circumstances out of your control. Yes, correct. Let's let's begin uh, a little bit of outline. Uh, my parents have been divorced since I was probably what I think two. Uh, I really didn't have 
any memory of the actual divorce or separation. And JJ, I, your parents have been married uh, for how long? Mm, they just had their 20-some anniversary, I think. Only 20-something? No, it, it's higher. Uh, well, Yeah, because you're in your 30s. I'm in my 30s, but... Oh my god, I don't remember. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, freaking A. Let's see if I can even find it. Uh, Who it, else finds it disturbing that our parents expect us to know when their anniversary is? Uh, and how many well, years they don't necessarily married. expect I mean, me to know when or how many years they've been married. Oh, well, but, I my mean, parents do. Do they really? For each marriage. <laughs> That's harder. I'm sorry. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, like my my dad and my stepmom. Uh, I can guesstimate their their the year they were married. I unfortunately was not in attendance, but uh, and at least I can do the math that way. And my mom and my stepdad also. I I know what year they were married. I have a a little memento with the date on it. So again, I could do math, but off the top of my head, I don't know. 36, 36 years. They've been married for 36 years. There you years. go. That sounds better. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot better. Yeah. I don't know why. I think, I think, you know what it was uh, er, uh, when, when their anniversary had rolled around, I had said something about maybe they were together for 40 years, um, which isn't wrong, but they weren't married for 40 years. They've been married for 36 um they've dated and they're probably dated for or they've been together again for about that 40 year mark or something um but no it's 36 years so they've been together for 36 years that's four more or four more years than they've since they've had me uh which is a good thing uh but you know that's that's that part part of the story there um now as jared mentioned he he was young so you know let's Let's kind of talk about that because there I'm doing some little research here and it's very interesting about some research that has been done about parent or children that have married parents versus children that have divorced or separated parents and they're living and how they're brought up and how they really react to situations. So, I mean, go ahead. Uh, so you mentioned... You were young, really young, when your div parents divorced. Um, but, you know, honestly, to me, you still seem like you're a pretty damn good kid. Yeah, I, and a little bit more backstory. So, uh, obviously, both parents were in the picture 100%. Uh, none of them ever kind of just stepped aside and let the other one do whatever kind of thing it was it, it was always 50 50 until about i was maybe 13 or so and uh they sometimes came together in regards to similar parenting styles uh they mainly did when i was a child child like before i was about 11 or so they really connected and had a good uh plan for uh discipline or rewards versus and chores and the, you know what was expected of you at your dad's was expected of you at your mom's kind of thing so 
that probably has a lot to do with it. And uh, again, folks, I don't want to sit here and say that what what I went through is is the same for everybody, because you know, and this is just my story. And uh, I did turn out okay. I mean, there are a bunch of psychological things that I don't want to get into right now. Oh, we're but, not gonna uh, get into that. I may have some questions about it, but we're not going to get into it. Yeah, I mean, J- Justin, if you have any questions regarding anything, you know, I will share as much as I feel necessary, but, um, I don't want really want to get into the emotional damage it did to me, uh, especially with the situation that I had with a few instances regarding step parents. Uh, but again, I don't want to throw anybody underneath the bus and let's just say there were some difficult times that still have left a mark on me that I'm working through uh, my shadow work. Get it going through my shadow work is, is a bit of a, a pain in the ass because I have to revisit all those experiences that honestly I still remember, even though I was young at the time. But they were so impactful, I still think about them to this day. Which so let me ask let me ask you this: being being a, a child of divorced parents, do you? feel that being younger has less impact or meaning to you like since you were two years old you don't really remember all the divorce but they were still able to co-parent effectively right correct whereas i actually have some friends that they were relatively older and i'm talking like my at at this time, we were still kids, and we knew them, but their parents were together, and then they divorced. So these kids knew what was going on, right? Yeah, that's different. So what do you think the effects are on you versus maybe them? Because they are now like old enough to understand that mommy and daddy are no longer together. Right. And I think it's actually painful for those kids who had to watch their their parents' marriage fall apart. And even more, you know, painful for the ones that they had a great marriage and then all of a sudden something happened. And then again, they had to watch it fall apart. They were there witnessing the arguments, the fights, the the so on and so forth without being super graphic as to maybe what they went through. Uh, They witnessed all that. I was a fucking I was a baby. I. I don't want to start cussing here. Um, <laughs> I, I was a baby, so I I really didn't have a lot of memory or any memory. I have some because they did fight on occasion uh, in front of me just in passing, which, again, I don't really want to get into. But uh, I, I, it would be more painful for those for those kids who had to watch their their parents marriage fall apart and sometimes be thrown in the middle of it. I mean, shit, you get you get the situations where, you know, you you have these fights that you hear, you know, know, in the background or if you're at the dinner table or whatever, and they sit there and fight over you, which I've witnessed that myself, but in a different context. And then you have these situations, too, where the kids think it's their fault, which God, no, in most situations, it's not it has nothing to do with the child. It has everything to do with the parents and their egos and where they are in their lives at the time. 
let's be honest, folks. I mean, love falls apart more often than not. I mean, 50-50, what is it? I think it's 50-50 divorce rate. One out of every two. I think it's actually that's a little what the higher stat than was that. for a while. I think mm-hmm. I think it's higher than that, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah. I don't think it's 50-50 anymore. I think it's maybe like 60-40. Wow. Uh, so, you know, gr- great example that things change, honestly. Uh, look at relationships that you guys have been in, in in your past where it just all of a sudden something happened and it was over. Well, that happens in marriage, too. Just because you're married doesn't mean it can it can't fall apart because it can't. No, that's but, that's a very that's a very difficult situation. I feel like I know yeah. a lot more parent or, for, okay, I feel like I know a lot more people that have parents that are separated or divorced than actually are together. And I say that because same. Uh, maybe it's a recency bias or some uh, something of the sort where it's a recency bias or just the people I kind of hung out with, but I could be wrong. I'm maybe not looking at the parents that are always together, right? Or always still married and everything. Just be like, yeah, well, this person lives with both their parents and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think it's just maybe more it sticks out that, okay, well, this friend of mine is not available because they're with their dad or something of that nature. Because I remember back when I was in third or some second or third grade, I had, I think, a few friends that had split parents like separated or divorced parents. And I actually went to spend the night at one of the, uh, the friend's houses uh, only to, you know, but had to get connected because, you know, through a different means because it wasn't his mom's weekend. It was his dad's. Yeah. Or vice versa. It's like, he's not able to do it this weekend because he's with dad and, you know, dad might dad and him might do something else. Um, so that, I think that's more noticeable when it comes to friendships that, oh, you have to kind of plan more carefully. Yeah. Um, now speaking from a terms this way as well, my son, my eldest son, 10 year old son, that's not in the picture right now. He's got that situation. Essentially, he's got parents that are separated. So, and that was actually one of my biggest concerns for him too, is if he ever wanted to have friends or hang out with friends or whatnot, when would he be able to do that? Like, I get it. If he wanted to do it, I wouldn't have said no. If he wanted to go hang out with his friends, get over to their house, have them come over to our house and play or do some sort of sleepover, I wouldn't have said no. Yeah. I can't say... You know, I can't speak highly of that in regards to like his mom because I don't know. But that's kind of my story with him is the idea of that co-parenting, too, because you mentioned that what goes on at dad's house goes on. You know, if you get disciplined at dad's house, you're going to get disciplined the same way at mom's. That's the co-parenting way it should be. is still essential. I think that's where a lot of people and I think that's where a lot of research falls apart is the fact that if the co-parenting is not there, that is why a child may end up a specific way. And 
there's some interesting things here, folks, like some things you can think about. And this may not always be true, though. This is me just kind of giving my opinion, voicing my opinion that co-parenting is is one of the huge things that I think often falls apart for a child when a parent or when parents divorce or are separated right. because they have that piss poor communication or have some sort of resentment towards each other that they don't well, care. Well, not only, not only that, but you know, at, at when, if you're divorced or separated, you're two different, you, you most likely are two different people, right? Which have two different moral, which have two different values and two different focuses on what is really important in their life. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think we've preached this before. And if not, I'm going to say it again. We, the children need stability. Yep. Consistency. And support. If you are not co-parenting properly with your significant other or your, your ex-partner or whatever, that child is not going to get that consistency that they need to have um, a better developed personality slash brain. I don't know if you want to get into that technicality, but if you don't have the same disciplines, rewards at both parents, they're going to choose one over the other. And then when they're at the other person's house, they're going to get confused. Well, I can do this at my dad's house. Why can't I do it here? Kind of thing. And I have experience with that personally with my stepson who mom's house, dad's house, way different environments. Oh, yeah. Way different environments. And it's it, it's it has not helped him at all, unfortunately, because he chose the one where he felt the most comfortable and got away with. Well, I can't say that. I didn't say that. And he <laughs> just Yet. felt more comfortable and had a little bit more freedom at the other parent's house. And he made that decision kind of himself. But I don't think that did him any favors, having two different households with two different morals, values, and um, focus on what is important in life. You know what? You know what shocks me? The children that are old enough to make their own decisions in a split household sometimes don't have a say. Like you telling me about that kind of brought up this idea that I the other day I was at uh, Kane's wrestling and found out that um, you know, some kids had gotten back from a trip where they had gone and done some international wrestling tournament in Lithuania or Lithuania. So they had just gotten back Monday night and found out that one of the kids whose parents are divorced, you know, he, he seems to do really well. He's still doing well in school. Apparently he's on the honor roll from what his dad said, which is a good thing for him. Um, kind of like a multiple athlete, multi athlete. Um, but he's doing, he's, he's a multi, he's a multi-athlete. He's doing, he's on the honor roll, but he told me that he doesn't like the kid basically doesn't have a choice of when he's with the other parent or not. Um, cause I found out that he's got to go to a baby shower and people are giving him shit about it. Right. Cause boy or men don't, you know, 
I won't. I'm not gonna say this. Let's not get into. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it like it's a bad thing. No. But there are men out there that think they don't need to go to baby showers or shouldn't be There's going a to stereotype. baby showers. It's a stereotype, right? But they were giving him shit about it because saying you shouldn't go because you're a boy, you're a guy, and men don't go to baby showers. And then he kept def- saying, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. His dad did say he really doesn't have a choice. It's his mom. And his mom is basically forcing him to go. It's like, it just also outlines the fact that some parents out there really still try to control their kid, even no matter what the age is. Um, different, you know, different story. But I think that also leads into a separate, you know, the divorce life, right? Maybe dad gives some freedom. Mom or, you know, one parent gives a lot more freedom. The other parent is a little more strict or st- still has some control in that sense of what the, their child does until they're 18, right? I don't know. But the one thing is that I'm looking at right now is some things that children may experience or grow up with. I don't I don't know if this is any you know, any bit true, Jared, but you mentioned, you know, you've got some problems as you mentioned before, uh, but just kind of going issues off of are not problems. issues. Yes. Issues that you're working through. Um, you know, I think one of these is a little clear, like depressive symptoms. Like, I mean, emotional, right. It kind of plays a factor. So these are some like symptoms that are things that children may experience or have issues with following parent separation i don't think this really matters about their age of when it happens you may note like people around you may notice it more when you're older because again you're able to understand what's going on versus being a two-year-old for example and your parents divorcing and then finding out that way uh so like depressive symptoms being or appearing more irritable i don't think you've ever seen very irritable um, well, you well, you haven't really been around me much. <laughs> does college count? Uh, no, uh, I no. don't think you were that irritable around college. It might have been no, sometimes, but that's because the shit was going shit hit the fan or something, and it was school related, not right. parent related or family related at that point. Um, experience problems in social relationships and school performance so i don't think like this i don't think all these are going to happen necessarily i i feel like some may appear more often than others but then again i always don't feel like those are true they're all situational you're right it is situational but i also feel like if both parents are still able to co-parent and be in the child's life or children's lives, you're probably going to see less of it, less of those situations rise. I could be wrong. This is, I'm stating my opinion. Okay. It's not like I'm trying to state facts. I am stating my opinion. I don't feel like, then again, I'm also speaking from a situation where my parents are still together. I've never had that issue. Um, but this just kind of going off of what I've seen. I don't feel like necessarily all the par- the children that are with divorced parents or have divorced parents have had any of these types of problems. 
Maybe it's because I just don't notice them. But to me, it didn't seem like people that I do know have social or problems with relationships. You know, they still seem to do reasonably well in school. Not like they're failing. I'll give you one situation that I feel comfortable talking about. Sure. Um, one of my issues is that I am a people pleaser. Mainly in my relationship, especially in my marriage, where I do not want any negativity or conflict because of the fear of what could happen. And honestly... I feel, and I don't want to feel this way, but I always feel this way, that any argument, fight, will lead to separation. Mm. And I'm not even sugarcoating it. I honestly believe and have fear that any argument will lead to some sort of bigger issue. So I shut up, I bite my tongue, and I try to just make happy make her happy and i have always been that way in my relationships and especially uh it, it hits hard and has hit hard when they do end because uh it's just uh that emotional reaction that Fair. it is my fault and i didn't do any i didn't do something right and uh what the hell kind of thing so i feel during my shadow work that I picked up on that due to the fact that I did not like seeing my parents fight. And I did interject in a few times when they were, and I tried to stop them. And so mm, that's where that comes in. Uh, for If you guys have any ideas on how to fix that, <laughs> please let me know. Uh, I, I don't I, think there's much. It's something you've always done. It's already a habit to your life. It's a life. Right. It's kind of a choice you do, and it's very hard to. It's break. not a choice. I don't choose to 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 feel that way. It's just how people it's just what happens. You choose to people please because you Again, have this high fear. So yes, which I'm not not saying it's a bad thing. Um, now I'm so, uh, kind of in a similar situation here, right? Although my parents are married. I don't think I've really seen them have like massive arguments by any means. And this is actually something that my wife, Sam and I have brought up or has come up in conversation. I've never really seen if there have ever been big arguments with my parents. I've never seen it. So it might've been behind closed doors. Uh, what caused that conversation to come up That's is good though. kind of very similar to you, Jared, being a people pleaser. I try to bite my tongue when it comes to arguments. But I think with that being said, I bite my tongue. My argument or point is just repetitive. It, there are no new points that I've tried to bring up. It's one and done in a sense. So if the, conversa or if the conversation just keeps going, it's just going to be me repeating one point in different ways. Uh, it's never going to be blah, blah, blah. All right, new point, blah, 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 blah. Whereas Sam will bring out multiple different views or points. So I'm not, I'm going to be at a losing battle anyways. Yeah. And, and this is a good point to, to bring up the, the way to argue like adults 
and not just start yelling obscenities and, you know, raising your voice because you're pissed. That I would not recommend fighting that way, folks. Uh, we all have arguments with our significant others. We all have things we disagree about, but it, it really takes work and, and time to have intellectual arguments slash fights where, you know, if you guys get heated, if, if you, if you feel ready to just snap, take a break, even have a safe word like hippopotamus or, or pump on nickel or, or, or race car or some shit like that, you know, take it, take it, take five, 10 minutes and then come back and have a discussion. That's or something hell, my parents and my, you know, step parents and stuff, you know, they don't, they didn't do, they just yelled and cussed and, Again, I don't want to get into it, but um, so, you know, in, in, in JJ's case, maybe, you know, you could t- give it a couple minutes and see how she's doing then. And then maybe no, I can rate those points. I don't know. I don't know Sam that well. She, I'm sorry. She, it's not like she wants to continue the argument. She wants to have that conversation. Yeah. But to me, I just go, I'm just going to throw it under the rug because I don't care anymore. Okay. So it's not exactly a healthy kind of thing by any means. Maybe ha- maybe hashing it out with each other is better. Um, now, to Jared's point, the whole yelling thing, that is not healthy at all by any means. Yelling, cussing, uh, just throwing out profanities, not a, never a good way to try to win an argument at all. Um, so like he said, take breaks, five, ten minutes, whatever it may be. Otherwise, I've also read if you're really having those problems, you know what else you could probably do or might recommend trying to do? Go into the most weird place to have an argument. Like go into the bathroom. So if you're <laughs> if you're yelling at each other, take it to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, it it I'm not gonna say it's a healthy way to end the argument, but it might help you come to realize it's like, why are we having this argument in the bathroom? This is silly. <laughs> this is silly. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. This is silly. We're arguing in the bathroom, but why are we arguing in the first place? Everybody's going to have different viewpoints. It doesn't matter. You're going to have, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. Your viewpoints matter, but the way you go about expressing your viewpoints really matters because Jared being a people pleaser, myself being somewhat of a people pleaser as well, that's not always healthy. Because you need to have those, you need to have some type of argument. In Jared's, in Jared's defense, though, he's afraid. There's that fear of separation. And is that healthy for your kids? No, because they're not going to know how to have a healthy argument. Because I just, I don't know. But you know, on Justin's point, it's okay to be wrong, folks. You, you don't need to be right. As long as you empathize with your partner, put yourself in their shoes, try to see where they're coming from, and accept it. And you can still have your opinions, your beliefs, you what you think is right, but see it from, put, you know, empathize, please. Right. Don't get all cold and and pissed and just don't shut assume down. they're an idiot. Don't, don't shut down or try not to shut down. I should say, um, it's gonna happen sometimes. 
I've got history of, and this isn't necessarily, I guess this is kind of history all over. It's play, written all over my face. And this doesn't, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Being scolded or being yelled at in a sense, um, not like volume wise yelled at, but being scolded for doing something bad or not correct, I shut, I have a tendency to shut down. So if you were to start yelling at me, be like, well, why did you do this? You know, start questioning what I was doing and whatnot. It's like, I'm going to shut down and be like, kind of like a young child, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Because things like that, my, I just kind of shut down because it's like, maybe I wasn't necessarily prepared for that kind of encounter. I guess really I'm also not one for those types of encounters either because I don't really have a a good reason as to why or what causes me to want to shut down for those encounters. I guess I just don't like that engagement in general. So my defense is to really just become quiet and hopefully it'll stop. Would you feel that it's, it's something so pointless that why would you, feed into it like why would you argue or why would you say something when it's just going to build into something bigger and it's not worth it because that's that's how i feel um, like if, if, if like if i get well why did you do this you could have done this instead it's like you're right yep i think i think it has to do with something about digging selves yourself a hole a deeper hole yeah, that too so counter <laughs> like you counter your what you're trying to say but you know you try to defend your reasoning but only by then, only through your counter or through defending, you counter yourself. So really, you're just being like, yep, you're right. I screwed up and I'm only going to dig myself a deeper hole because eventually, and this is a work. It happened at work one time at one of my jobs where I did get I did become quiet. Uh, I didn't have much to say. And then my boss is like, why do you do this? Why do you shut down like a four-year-old? Because I do. I've never... Like, I've been scolded by my parents before. I've been grounded by my parents. Maybe that's something to uh, do your shadow, your shadow work. Yeah, okay. Maybe. You want to explain if you're that into finding out the reasons to why. People? What, does, what does shadow work mean for all those people out there that are probably questioning it like myself? Finding out... Or slowly realizing the actions you uh, that come to you somewhat naturally throughout your day, and you question as to why you do certain things, such as shut down when somebody is scolding you or asking you something, whatever. That's semi-constructive criticism, if you want to go there. Uh, you find out. You look into the past on situations that you've done that and you keep going back and back and back and back and back until you find out the root cause of why you do what you do. So for me, being the peacekeeper, those memories, distant memories, mind you, of me trying to do that with the people who meant the most in my life at the time and failing. That's fair. So, all right, I've got some food for thought as, you know, I want to continue talking a little bit about the effects on children here. Yes. So I you. mentioned talking about. Well, we have time. <laughs> we got a little bit of time. We got a little bit. Um, so 
as I mentioned before, some of the you know effects that divorce or separated parents may have on their children. Uh, like children may regress, they may display some anxiety, depressive symptoms, sometimes appear more irritable, demanding and non-compliant, express problems in social relationships and school performance. So on the flip side, you know, this is very interesting um, about how married parents affect a child, right? And this is what I actually kind of don't believe here, but I want to bring it to light. Um, and I'm getting this from off of Google from the Institute for Family Studies. Uh, children in married parent families have access to higher levels of income and assets, uh, more involvement by fathers. I don't agree with that. I think it depends on maybe the state you're in. So maybe the state is more father, more geared towards fathers or, you know, again, more geared towards mothers. So you may have involvement by either of the parents. Um, better physical and mental health among both parents, more family stability and other factors. I do see the more family stability as you, as children can really experience that, hey, your family is together. It's stable. You, re you, you can recognize that. Whereas if you're divorced, maybe not so much. Unless you're biological parents find the Mr. or Mrs. Right in the next relationship, and then you see some stability through there. I mean, they're still a parent in a way. They're not your biological parents. So I think the stability can be corrected depending on how you look at it. The higher level of income to me is very interesting. What are your thoughts about higher level income? Do you feel that a child with married parents has a higher level, has access to higher level incomes? depends on the family honestly if you have a stay-at-home mom no i mean you can't you, again it's, it's no i don't yes okay a single parent makes less money than if you were to have uh, yeah i don't want to get into that you're right a single parent will have less money unless you guys were together so you have the you have the dual income but to a child they're gonna have kind of like a dual income anyways because they're going to spend time right. with their mom or they're going to spend time with their dad both parents are still having some sort of income and that's not you know to me personally i think that the child has access to two parents now yeah sure you may look at it from this standpoint if the parents are divorced the child's only at one parent who's a single in income parent at that point and then they go to the other parent and again, single income. But to me, you're still combining it on that one child. Yes. So together or separate, it doesn't matter. That child is still getting the benefits of both parents. What are your thoughts, guys? Um, I'd like to hear from you on this. So what Justin, I, what's the question again? Kind of like, what are your thoughts about... Uh, do you agree more or less that a child with married parents has access to higher level income and assets? Actually, I think I'm going to make that post or that question, the question for this episode when you guys see it come out on, you know, when it comes out. Um, I mean, so if you want to make the argument more, uh, you 
are I think you know I don't want to make a, a generalization, but I think you were better off than I was growing up. I didn't do half the shit you did or have half the stuff you did. That's fair. That's fair. And I both mean, parents worked. Yeah, I think in a general idea, yes, you're gonna have access because now you have the parents together still. It makes it to me. It would be it makes it easier to do things, whereas separated divorced parents having one child that has to go in between the houses is not going to have much, you know, have an easier access due to the fact now you have to kind of work other things into it. There's moving part, multiple moving parts in this equation now, whereas if you had a family, maybe that's where the stability comes in, where, you know, you, if you stay as one family, you know, one family versus have one and two, now the child is going in between them. You got to, you have to work when they have them or whatnot. So that stability isn't necessarily what would be if you had all three together. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what some people refer to as stability. I think stability differently as well, but who knows? Um, all things. So what, so I don't want to take much more time, but that's my question to you folks is, do you agree with some of these things that are going on? Do you feel that children with married parents are better off uh, or have that access to higher level income and assets compared to a child or children that have separate or divorced parents? And what about what about the stability as well? Do you feel that uh, married families are more stable than a child with separated parents. So food for thought there. Um, you know, for being such a more of an emotional thing, guys, I know this sometimes isn't always appropriate, but let's talk about it. We've got some dad jokes here. I was able to find some dad jokes for tonight's topic. Um, still, again, I'm going to say this as a disclosure. <laughs> Not trying to offend anybody when I say these jokes. So if you are offended... Just note, they are not meant to offend you, or if you feel offended, you've been warned. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have one final thought before we get into the humorous jokes. Yeah. Not sarcastic at all. Uh, if you have questions regarding whether or not to divorce... I, as a child of divorced parents, have some insight and recommendations for you. Uh, feel free to message us or, or what have you. Um, but if you have kids and you're going through a messy divorce and or rough marriage, um, please keep your children in mind and do not make them uh, a subject of which to fight over, please. Uh, especially if it's in front of the children. Please, I, I beg of you, please take that shit somewhere else away from the kids. Please. Coming from a place of love and compassion for all of you out there, marriages, relationships, whatever can be tough, but it's even tougher when you rope a third or fourth party involved that can affect the rest of their blanking lives. Off soapbox. What do you got for me, honeybee? All right. Sing it. All right. So, 
A divorce court judge said to the husband, I have reviewed this case very carefully, and I've decided to give your wife $800 a week. That's very fair, your honor, he replied. And every now and then, I'll try to send her a few bucks myself. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was. So, a dentist and a manicurist decide to get a divorce. Did you know they fought tooth and nail? Oh, God. My husband and I divorced (laughs) over religious differences. He thought he was God. I didn't. (laughs) Not as good. (laughs) No. You got one more for me? Yeah. My wife sued for divorce because she said I couldn't get an erection. I had no I had evidence to the contrary, but it wouldn't stand up in court. Your Honor, I swear to God, just give me five minutes five minutes, okay? Just five minutes. It wouldn't work. Oh God. <laughs> My ex husband was very responsible. If anything went wrong went wrong, he was usually responsible for it. I don't know what that one was about. Um why are relationship why are relationships similar to algebra? I don't know. Because sometimes you look at your ex and wonder why. <laughs> There's your math Algebraic. joke for you folks. There's your divorce math joke for the night. All right. So as Jared mentioned, um, you know, feel free, share what you have. Um, we will if you have any questions or thoughts and want to share them. We'll be happy to bring them on into the uh, next episode as well. Uh, so we want to make sure you are being heard. And if you want to share those, you can always leave us some. Yeah, heck, if you want to go to uh, Spotify or Anchor Anchor.fm, you can send us a voice message too through it. Leaving us a voice message, we can answer those questions or whatever you have. We can bring them up and then have them be heard for you as well. Uh, please, by all means, share your thoughts. If you want to send us an email, you can do that. You can share your thoughts if you're on Spotify. Um, by answer, or looking at the question and responding to it, uh, you can even do a poll that we'll have on there as well. Um, our email is leasheddads14 at gmail.com. So that's L-E-A-S-H-E-D-D-A-D-S-14 at gmail.com. Again, we are also on Facebook, Leashed Dads. And then you can find us on YouTube, Leashed Dads, as well. You should just be able to search it that way. Uh, But without further ado, folks, thank you again. And as much as this was an emotional episode, hopefully you get, you know, some sort of relationship or connection out of it. And we'll see you next time.